Welcome to the Ether. Today is Monday, February 13th, 2023. Today on the Ether, episode one of the Territory Builders podcast, featuring Tendermint Timmy, Corporate Timothy, hosted by Cosmos Haas. Let's take a listen. That was very interesting. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Uh, today is going to be number one of Territory Builders podcast. Uh, we're, I believe, at least weekly, we're going to anticipate trying to do a show with various individuals throughout the cosmos and crypto in general. Today, we have a special guest, Timmy, with Spark IBC, where we'll get to learn about what they're doing, what they're up to, uh, just the general consensus of their feeling about the the crypto as a whole and things of that nature. So I don't, are you there yet, Timmy? Yes, sir. How you doing? Yeah. We, yeah. Just wrapped up lunch. But, nice. What, what did um, you, wait, so hot, I didn't know. Are you going to be like hosting this each week? Yeah, for sure. So like, yeah, uh, oh, yeah, cool. it's just, um, they re- territory reached out a bit ago and I've been kind of doing a lot of, uh, spaces for them primarily just like with NFT communities and things of that nature. But, now we're trying to do additional things, not just, you know, primarily NFTs, but just around like Cosmos and crypto and things like that. So I'm excited to to do, um, you know, I'm always excited to talk about crypto and NFTs, but it's nice also to kind of touch base with the ecosystem as a whole. It doesn't have to be just NFTs every time. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I kind of understand like what you've, what you've been up to. I mean, I haven't been following as much because there's just so much going on, but you know, um, first off, what are you, what did you eat for lunch? Cause I'm kind of hungry myself. Mm-hmm. I say, I was about to say just some leftover pizza, but it's some damn good pizza. So just doesn't feel fitting. Um, so yeah, some, some great pizza from a local place. Nice. Yeah. I had some pizza yesterday for the Super Bowl. Not bad. Yeah. Pizza is always a good choice. Yeah. I don't think Many yeah. people don't like pizza, and there's many people that don't like tacos. So tacos and pizza, I can eat all the time. I mean, that's just uh, two good choices. But let's let's get into it. So um, I don't know, just do a quick introduction of yourself, like how long you've been in crypto, how long you've been in Cosmos, and um, yeah, that, we'll start that off with that. Cool. <laughs> Real quick before that, you know, it's hilarious. I actually kind of... I think I confused myself. I thought that this was going to be a territory space where you and I were the guests. I had no idea this was actually going to be like focused on me and what we're building until I saw the name of the space earlier. Um, But cool. Take it. Yeah, just put you on your toes, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So I'm Timmy. A lot of people have seen, you've probably seen me around, Tenderman Timmy um, here on Twitter. Uh, I've just been in crypto for. A stupidly long time, um, like mined Bitcoin on a shitty laptop when it was a couple dollars, um, but unfortunately wasn't like seriously into it or kind of saw it the way I see it now until 
maybe like 2016 going into 2017. Um, and I eventually kind of settled on the cosmos just because I came to the realization that multi-chain is the only way to go. Like blockchains are not scalable to the point where there'll be only one. So, uh, and cosmos was by far like ahead of everyone else in terms of they've been thinking that from the onset. So by the time I realized that I was actually happy, I already had an atom bag. <laughs> just I don't know if anyone else has this experience. The one of the only times I've ever bought something without doing any research into it was Adam, because I saw CZ post that Binance added it without pay, making them pay a listing fee. And to my knowledge, that had never been done before on Binance. <clears throat> so I was like, okay, there's something about this one. I don't know. Like this could be a huge scam, but if not, there's like, and turns out it's probably because, um, you know, Binance knew they were going to build Binance Smart Chain on the Cosmos SDK. And maybe there was some deal there, or maybe they just genuinely wanted it to succeed because they were using the tech. I don't know. But kind of turned out to be a good bet. Um, so when IBC was enabled and like the multi-chain thesis kind of came alive, we had the Osmo and Juno airdrops. I just kind of went full on in the cosmos, um, made this account uh, and just started like engaging with the community. At first, really uh, the, the best thing I could offer was that I was a video editor and also uh, I taught video editing a lot, which gave me just in general sort of a teacher's mindset. So I kind of started doing crypto with the whole like ask me any question, uh, no matter how dumb, like, and I'll answer it. If it's just like, what is a wallet? Like, don't be afraid of that stuff. Um, and so I did the Wednesday spaces called Cosmonaut Bootcamp that I think it's been, it's been going on for like a year at this point. Um, which is kind of crazy that started off just that way of like, anyone could come and talk about anything, like ask stuff that might seem too dumb to ask on forums elsewhere. Uh, but then it kind of evolved into interviewing projects every now and then, me getting more involved with the community and eventually starting to kind of see a need in Cosmos for like a, a gap that wasn't being filled. And that's that I saw that gap maybe like a year ago at this point, maybe a little less. Uh, and it's taken till now for me to be able to like put a finger on it or like a term for it. Um, I think the term we settled on is social infrastructure. Cosmos has very little to no social infrastructure. It's why like crypto Twitter is so important to us or Reddit is so important to the Cosmos people on Reddit because it's the only semblance of the Cosmos actually being a unified thing and not just a bunch of fragmented communities. So both what we're doing with Spark IBC, which is sort of um, providing funding for uh, or services in general, for developers that want to build something chain agnostic, multi-chain, like truly Cosmos, uh, and with Interchain Info, which is more for the end user, whether they're new or experienced, being able to explore Cosmos and experience it like it's one unified thing where um, maybe social is not the perfect word, but as opposed to technical. So like we're not uh, infrastructure as in like an indexer or a part of the SDK, but in terms of the way people interact with this system we call Cosmos, that social interaction, whether it's between each other or between the person and the blockchain, that needs help. That needs more unification and polish and to make Cosmos feel more investable and approachable and navigatable. Yeah, it was well said. I mean, I, 
have nothing but respect for that. I mean, our stories are very much similar to like how we got, you know, how we got started and like the social aspect of Cosmos, it, it still lacks a lot, you know, but if it weren't for like people like yourself, the Cosmos space team, Joe Tank, other, you know, other people, I would like to include myself in that bunch that just basically have devoted like our life to just giving back to Cosmos because as as beautiful as Cosmos is with like the tech and and like really how it is like decentralized and there really isn't too many like figureheads at all like throughout the entire ecosystem it's like a blessing but it's also a curse like these other ecosystems you know it's like a well-oiled machine they they take a lot of attributes from web 2 and it's not like all web 2 is terrible they take like the good of web 2 and they try to bring it into web 3 and they they use that sort of mentality and and experience from web two and along with you know whomever's like working at these particular blockchains they hire out like a legitimate team that knows how to market knows how to educate and and sadly they actually get the funding for it so they can produce the best content they could reach out and hire other people they can outsource stuff and like cosmos is like when it comes to that, it, I mean, I'm just going to be quite frank. It's very piss poor, you know, and we need things like what you're trying to do, you know, like myself, um, my journey in crypto began, began pretty much right when COVID happened. You know, I got in right after that. I mean, I understood what crypto was. I messed around beforehand, but I never had the time to kind of like dig, dig in and really like find a place or whatnot. So like, when COVID first happened, you know, I was messing around with like Ethereum and Bitcoin and all the ones where like, if you go on YouTube and you just type in crypto, all the shillers are going to get to you, like all the top big dogs, you know? And then you, if you yeah. like, if you really are inquisitive, like I was, I had all this free time because I was laid off where I was like, you know what, let me just like dig in and figure out everything and like how all this stuff works fundamentally. And then once I did that, I seen there were so many flaws and how clunky it was. I'm like, this is not going to work. Like I, I feel like I'm pretty smart and I can't really figure this out. And it, there's so much like friction and fragmentation. And I was like, there's got to be something better for like when I want to go from one chain to another and do all this stuff. And, yeah. and then like that's short, shortly that summer, it was in June is when Osmosis launched. And I found it probably right shortly afterwards. And then I used it for the first time and I just became like a fanboy. That's when I started like giving back and like how you were saying you were just doing stuff. And I was the same way. Like I hopped in the Telegram. I like full disclosure, never had a Telegram before that, never had a Discord. Uh, well, I had Discord for video gaming, but like I never had a Twitter. And, yeah, we're the exact you know, same. Yeah, didn't have a Twitter, still hate Telegram. Exactly. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I mean. And then like, I just was like, you know what? I know Twitter is like alpha for crypto because it's instantaneous information so you know i hopped on i didn't start producing any content but it was just more to follow the people that were building and seeing what they're up to and then like i just got into it that yeah. way and then as for like my telegram journey you know i got on there just to ask a bunch of questions and then it came to the point where i put like thousands of hours of research and that i understood pretty much i don't want to say everything because no one understands everything but where i was like relatable and understandable of like what actual human beings would ask and then I kind of cemented yeah. that place on Telegram. And then, you know, I just devoted a bunch of hours on there. And then lo and behold, a few months later, they started up a support lab on chain. It was like, hey, would you like to be a part of it? And at the time, I had a bunch of time. Like, I was not laid off anymore, but I was working from home. So I was like, yeah, shit, I can just multitask. And, you know, I just started doing that and just giving back. And then I was like, the Cosmos Space guys, it was a Friday night, they were having a show. This is at the time, like, no one even knew Cosmos Spaces. And there was only, like, four or five of them on, and then we would just start bullshit. And it was the first time I ever hopped on a Twitter space. And that same night, like, 200 people came on. It was everyone in IBC. 
like just everyone. And then I was like, oh shit, like this is like empowering. I felt good. It felt good. I just kind of went with the energy. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get out of my comfort shell and kind of start doing some stuff on Twitter. I'm going to start doing like some Twitter spaces. And then, you know, through all that, you know, all those hours I put in uh, of, of just having a fun hobby, it kind of led me to this. And I'm sure it's like the same for you. And, you know, there's other people in our ecosystem that's the same way. Now we just need to figure out a way, not just like us, but like the ecosystem as a whole to like take that um, that energy or whatever and, and, and basically help flourish it. And unfortunately, like the, the way the world works is you have to kind of incentivize people because as, as you get older and, you know, you can't just have this as a hobby. It's, it's a great hobby. It's a fun hobby. But, you know, for us to, to keep going, what we're doing, you do what you're doing and other people in this space that put all this time and effort in, like you, you, this ecosystem does need to kind of try to take care of them in, in ways where like they can help build them out a team or, or whatever, you know, and it's interesting that what you're doing is kind of trying to have like a place where people can just find some data because like, that's my, one of my biggest qualms is like, I have four monitors and like, I have shit everywhere and it's so hard to find stuff sometimes. And it's like, man, I got all this time. Like someone that's working like eight to nine to five and doesn't barely have any time. Like they're not going to like do any of this. It's so hard to find stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's very like one of the examples I use is like a new person coming in cosmos to discover what restake is, for example. You're going to have to like lurk on Twitter for a month or two until you happen to find that like eco post something about it or some other account or like it, it, it's just incredibly difficult. Um, I would say too, like what <clears throat> what we're kind of trying to do is. So, yes, we are trying to just be like a place where you can find information and like a repository of information that's well categorized, kind of analogous to how, you know, like. Google is a search engine that lets you find uh, anything you're looking for in theory. Um, and that's sort of their like surface function. But I actually think we're playing a much bigger role. And to like stick with the analogy with Google, it would be how Google just kind of, beyond the specifics of what it does, acts as a search function. The sort of social effect it had is it brought the internet into the modern age. Like it unified everything. It made it's so the most untech savvy person could now actually start to experience the internet. Um, like somebody posted recently uh, saying, how long are we going to keep saying uh, we're still early or like, how long is the excuse we're still early going to work? Uh, and so like my kind of response to that was, well, between like when the internet was first sort of started, and the first use of the term, like Google it, became popular anywhere in media because um, Google launched pretty early. But I don't like to use that as a date because it didn't pick up traction for a while. But once it kind of hit that critical mass of like Google becoming an, an average noun or verb the same way, you know, Ziploc is just thrown around as the name for a bag, even though that's technically a brand. Um, it was like. 12 years or 14 years or something. And I don't think we should date our timeline from the start of Bitcoin uh, because Bitcoin's like very much its own thing in a way, right? Like it, it, 
it kind of doesn't do a lot of what we're getting from the rest of crypto. So I more so like to think of maybe the start of Ethereum, but more so like the start of Cosmos and the start of the interchain with like L2s, bridges, that sort of stuff. And if that's your start date and we're using the sort of like start of internet to the modern day internet timeline, we still have like a ways to go. There's many steps in between where we're at now and where crypto will land. And I think what like motivates me most is I've just become like absolute diehard crypto. Like it's just something I always think about. It's I've kind of preached it to friends and family for years. Um, I was the guy that was convinced it was going to like replace everything and just the greatest thing since sliced bread. Um, And I've definitely matured a bit to realize like blockchain's not great for everything. Um, Trustless systems are not great for everything. Decentralization is not great for everything. Uh, So it's not like the absolute revolution of everything we know, but I am still just as dead confident that the places where blockchain uh, will be helpful, it's going to be absolutely like paradigm shifting. Um, And so a lot of what I do with like Spark and Interchain it really doesn't come from like, oh, crypto is a good way to get rich or, or famous or whatever. It really comes from me like being happy with what I do in my daily life because I feel like I'm making an impact on what I think is like a very significant part of our future. Uh, like it's kind of that core of a level for me personally, where it, it just feels good to contribute to something that for over 10 years I've already put like most of my spare thinking hours into. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm just, I'm just kind of happy to be here and I don't know, kind of rambling. No, no, you're good, man. That's what's so great about Cosmos is that, you know, like people like yourself, um, it's like, we're, we're like on the same wavelength. I'm the same way, you know, I can't do anything, basically nothing without like trying to bring some sort of conversation into crypto. And I feel the same way, you know, I'm getting old, uh, especially in this space, I'm about to be 37. And, you know, I remember when, um, I sound like an old man saying this, but I remember when uh, Amazon, we'll just use Amazon as a case sample. It was like mid nineties, I think it was 95. And, and they came out with the bookstore and I thought it was like absolutely the coolest thing ever that you can go on a website, you can look for any book and it just gets delivered to your house. And then you can write reviews, you can read reviews. And it took them all the way, even into the early two thousands to do anything from that. And I remember everyone was bitching and whining because I was I was getting I was all into tech at the time. And I remember everyone complaining about them not making a profit. They were so worried. Just kind of like I think about people right now. Oh, man, we need to change the tokenomics. We need to do this. We need to do that. You know, just like trying to polish a turd right now. That's what a lot of people are trying to do. It's like this stuff takes forever. Tech takes so long. And yeah, like if you're going to use the internet as an example, like it would probably be a little bit faster now just because we're a little bit more advanced in tech and like, you know, Steve Jobs isn't building computers in his garage anymore. And, and <clears throat> excuse me, like things like that, like people are all, people are all connected. Like we can ha- host this space and people from all over the world can just hop on. They can listen to recording. So like the data is better and it's more, you know, fl- fluent for everyone. But yeah, it does take time. And it's like, for your example, for blockchain, I know like one of the misconceptions in this space, like we do get a little bit naive. There are so many powerful people that have a lot of pull, they, you know, influence on politics, influence on everything. You know, they're basically running everything. 
they're not going to just relinquish power without them sort of getting something in return, uh, whether that's, you know, get CBDCs or whatever they get in it so they can make something out of it and make more money. You know, that's the only way they'll, they'll put up every little uh, hitch in the road, little pothole in the road, whatever you want to call it, to slow stuff down until they can kind of understand it more or figure out a way to, to benefit extremely uh more from it you know and you know that that's what the kind of the current state is it's unfortunate it's not like web 2 web 2 is like this new thing where it's like hey let's push the limits and there's no bars like just do whatever you want it was like the wild it was like kind of the wild wild west because there wasn't anything like it before now that there's already tech some people like especially the older generation they don't understand tech as it is but then they're like why why do we need this like what's going on like crypto must be a scam just like when whenever people got to the point they got kind of nervous back in late 90s early 2000 where they were thinking like the internet was a scam and it was just for some nerds to kind of just like do things and like a fad just kind of like i think of like nfts and people using crypto on a day-to-day they're like oh no one's going to use this except for like just nerds and stuff like that and you know until you get to a point where it's it's bringing actual people to have a lot of money say like hundreds of millions of dollars or billionaires for them to be able to utilize it to make more money, send, send data or, or resources quicker and cheaper and more securely. And, and um, then they don't really get into it. And that's what we need in the space. As much as like, we love it. We're like, Oh, decentralization, you know, screw the SEC, screw this people, screw that people, screw the banks. Well, they're not just going to just back down and be like, Oh, okay. Like you're, you're good. Like you don't need us. Like that's just not a reality that the world, you know, I would be nice. Just like it would be nice if you and I and everyone else covering this space can just do everything for free and never have to pay any bills. And we just lived in the world like that, but that's just not reality as much as it would be amazing. You know, I could just wake up, do this, never have to pay any bills and, and live the same lifestyle I am. It would be amazing, but you know, let's just face it. We don't live in a fairy tale land, uh, but as like going back to like, crypto as a whole i mean i'm extremely bullish on the tech itself sometimes i do get concerned of like okay well how even if like all this goes to uh like how we think it's going to go how does this really bring value in particular assets that i'm involved in uh, like adam or whatever like everyone's like interchange security well okay well what happens if they do this and this like, I'm, I'm just like it kind of uh, like the, I guess the bear, the bear market, and just seeing things, and all the, I don't want to say fud, but just a lot of bullshit that's happened, where I start to play like a little bit of devil's advocate. You know, it's like, okay, well, let's find ways that this stuff can't work or won't work, and you know, Cosmos is pretty much future proof. Like all these other ecosystems, they built out or they they throw fancy words out like interoperability or multi-chain as like an addition to what they already have going on and like the app chain thesis since day one of cosmos has been that vision so like they've seen it's almost like they're i don't want to say no sardamus but there's someone that can like see the future and they're trying to build stuff that this will be around in 10 years 15 years 20 years and be a core functionality of like all these other blockchains like hey you can build your cool blockchain your skyscraper or your 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 world or or planet or whatever but in order for someone to send their resources or fly from that planet to our planet like they they need to use ibc because it's secure it works it's proven stuff like that and but then it's like okay well how does that bring value to people that already are in in cosmos you know like i i have issues sometimes thinking about that but um you know i always tell people never be over leveraged never never be too full on everything and and never 
uh, you know, obviously take profits, but have ideas of like why you're doing things. Like you were saying earlier, how you got lucky to just like throw in on Adam because it got listed on Binance. And I mean, it was probably a good read, but the way I, even like me, when I got into Cosmos, it was really because of osmosis. Like I didn't just like go full fledged right off the bat. I got in, I was like, all right, well, let's find out who's, who built osmosis from day one. Who are these people? Where did they go to school? What are they doing? Where'd they come from? Okay, I like this. Okay, yeah, this is really smooth. Like, this is a lot better experience than Uniswap and, you know, way less fees and all this other stuff. So then it's like, all right, well, then that's when I started to get more and more into it as an investor. And then, you know, it's just like, I'm I'm here for long run. So like these markets going down and up and down and up. And like right now, I believe that it's the same money just rinsing around, going from one ecosystem to another, one niche. Oh, it's AI. It you know, is. it's AI. Let's throw our money in AI. And then tomorrow it's metaverse. Let's throw it in there. And then you get these like pumps or whatever. And then it just kind of goes back to where it was at before. And, you know, like for us in Cosmos, since it is like highly inflationary, pretty much every asset, it, it as long as the prices don't like, I already feel like we're kind of at the bottom, you know, as long as there's no crazy world events, I'm just like, all right, whatever. Just as long as the shit's going sideways for a while, I don't even really care. Cause I, it's just like, to me, I'm getting more equity in a company that I believe in. And the only thing that concerns me about Cosmos is that's I think we do need a little bit more centralized figures. Not I don't want to say like we need it like desperately, but we do need people out there like, you know, like really if you think about Cosmos, there's a couple people that are like building that are out there kind of on the forefront. Like Sonny's one of them. He's always tweeting and doing spaces and everything else. But like I feel like I feel like what you need is centralized people that respect decentralization. Because like I uh, one of my biggest there's not too many people too many familiar faces in her actually so maybe no one's heard me say this before but like one of my life sayings is the answer lies somewhere in the middle just in that there are so many situations i'll run into or problems i'll think about or whatever where that's usually what i come to and i think the answer is here as well like some uh, like earlier you said you know we're so decentralized and lack that sort of stuff it's a blessing and a curse um, and I couldn't agree more. And it, it because there are some other ecosystems that have that centralized entity, but they're so centralized that you kind of question if that thing is really even Web3 and like blockchain and, and decentralized. And sometimes the, the downsides of that show when those people exert their control. But then on the other end of the spectrum, you have Cosmos where there's so little of that that there almost seems to be no real organization, um, more drama than there is building, uh, less guidance and like feeling like there's someone at least steering the ship, even if the crew is the one ultimately in control. And so I think that the answer is something in the middle. And honestly, it's kind of where we're trying to come in. What you need is like some people who are well-connected, well-intentioned, smart, uh, you know, like capable in in their field you don't have to be a master of all trades that's another problem cosmos has is i think that because we lack all this other infrastructure devs try and play every role um i don't blame them for it i can see like you naturally sort of growing uh this is going to sound harsh and i don't mean it this way i can't think of a softer term but like a little bit of a god complex not at all because uh, you aren't brilliant and fantastic devs, but because you've built something brilliant, then you've also had to market it and figure out the tokenomics and do the team management for other devs and employees. And so 
But chances are these things aren't your strong suit, right? It would be great if you could focus on building and coding or or on tokenomics, whatever your specialty is, and have other people you can lean on to fill in those gaps. Um, and one way to make that process possible is by having some sort of centralized entity, like we all hoped, uh, like the Interchain Foundation or All in Bits or any of them would be, that can make those connections. They aren't in control of everything because they respect decentralization, but what they are able to do is have any project, any dev, any person come to them and say, hey, I'm building this thing, or I have this idea, but I don't know how to do this part of it or who to talk to. And they can, at the very least, just make that introduction, that connection saying, oh, there's, um, you know, we have some great marketing people over at this project that we could recommend you to, or we'll even work with you and use our platform for uh, promotion or BD or whatever it is. Uh, and like, that's kind of what we want Spark IBC to become. Um, so we actually, because there are like a few faces I don't recognize in here, I'll do a quick like overview of what Spark and ICI actually are. Um, so everything we do is focused on interchain stuff, like chain agnostic multi-chain. Uh, Spark was our first venture. We launched uh, a little less than like a year ago. Um, and the idea there at the moment is it's just a funding platform where ourselves or anyone in the community can propose some sort of chain agnostic effort. Uh, and we run a campaign where people can contribute to that campaign and earn Spark points for their donation. Um, we want to expand it to all the other things that come with that, though. So. Uh, if you have an idea or you're already building something uh, that like would fit our sort of guidelines of being like chain agnostic and like truly multi-chain, sorry, I keep repeating myself, uh, then we could run a campaign for you and people can contribute and donate. But we also want to work with you to source grants, source uh, cross-chain community fund funding, which is something we're exploring right now that I'll touch on in a second. Uh, do BD for you guys, connect you to teams that might be able to help or synergize with you, give you guidance if needed, help with marketing, like just sort of be a central force that can it not always have the answers and not always have what you need, but at least be someone you can go to to get pointed in the right direction or to get that helping hand when you don't know where to start. And so Spark as sort of a parent company umbrella type thing where that's its, its broad purpose. Um, we're going to have like a couple different ventures, so to speak, um, kind of like parent company to, to smaller ones. And the first one that we're embarking on is Interchain Info. Um, so right now on our website, sparkibc.zone, you can contribute to the campaign for Interchain Info, uh, as well as see a ton of info on it. I'll give you a quick TLDR right now, but if you want more info, just sparkibc.zone. Hey, for, for, uh, for me and being I, a boomer, tell me what that stands for. That little acronym. I see that. I've never looked it up before. IBC. Uh, or TLDR or whatever. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> too long. It's like too long. Didn't okay, read. That, that's so what I thought, but some, I feel like some people use it out. Not you didn't do it, but some people just use it out of context. I, In weird context. Yeah. I can see that. For yeah, sure. I'm sorry. To cut yeah, just like a quick summary. Yeah, yeah I see it all the time. And I just like, I, I actually, I think it was yesterday. Someone said something to one of my tweets, like right before the Super Bowl started. I totally forgot about it, but I was thinking to myself, what the hell does that even mean? And then I was like, too long <laughs> did not read, but I'm like, the thing that I put was like one sentence. What do you mean? But yeah, go ahead. 
Oh, lol. <laughs> Funny. Yeah, there's like two uses of it. One, someone will dismiss a long post just saying, too long, didn't read. Or someone will make like a short summary of something else and call it the TLDR version. Um, yeah, okay, so... Uh, yeah, so while you can contribute to the Spark IBC campaign um, for Interchain Info, if you like what I'm about to describe and what you see on the site, which you totally should, um, that's awesome. But if you also check the pinned tweet on my account for Tendermint Timmy, corporate Timmy here, uh, you'll see that one of our next steps, uh, which actually we'll be making a post on the Cosmos Hub forums today about it, is trying to also uh, go on chain to source funding from a bunch of different Cosmos chains community pools. Uh, so all the info is there in my pinned tweet and where it's linked, but basically we're asking for 1% of a bunch of different chains community pools capped at 20k. So for the larger chains where 1% would be above 20k, it's just capped at 20. Um, half of all of these proposals or all these like funding uh, props will go towards development of interchain info in general, um, just like anyone who contributes on our site. But the other half will be set aside for our content incentives program, which basically means like, let's say secret network uh, votes to give us 20,000 USD worth of secret from the community pool. Half of that will be set aside. So about $10,000 worth specifically to go back to the community. And this goes for every chain that passes that I'm just using secret as an example. And the way it will go back to people is that that 10,000 is set aside to incentivize content related to secret network and things built on it on interchain info. Um, so maybe a little context about what interchain info is so that that makes sense. Interchain info is just like I was saying earlier, kind of trying to do what Google did in like unify the experience of the interchain. There's three parts of the site. There's the interchain index, which is very much just like a Wikipedia of crypto. So you have pages on everything from validators to projects to pieces of tech. Uh, we have the resource hub, which aggregates content from YouTube, Medium, Twitter, elsewhere, uh, videos, interviews, podcasts, articles, all this sort of stuff. Uh, aggregates it in one place, categorizes it, integrates it with the interchain index, the Wikipedia part. Uh, and then thirdly, we have the dashboard, which is not built yet. And the what the majority of our funding raise will go towards building. And the dashboard is sort of the doing part of the equation. So you've learned about all these cool tools on the rest of the site, like maybe found a couple influencers to follow on Twitter or elsewhere that does good educational content from the resource hub. Uh, but now you want to interact with this stuff in Cosmos. Or if you're a veteran user, like a lot of us, you're tired of interacting with Cosmos in 10 different browser tabs, where I have to go to all these different places to claim various uh, chain rewards, LP pools, whatever it might be. The dashboard is going to be a customizable all-in-one command center. Well, you'll basically have widgets for all your favorite dApps, uh, both on and off-chain. So some off-chain things like Hubble tools or uh, Dexmos, these will be widgets. And so you can kind of custom build your own dashboard command center uh, to do everything in the Cosmos all in one place. And so hopefully now that I've gone over like those three parts of Interchain, the pieces all kind of come together of how we're basically just trying to bring all the pieces of Cosmos together. Um, and, and yeah, just make it feel like, like a more polished thing. Right now, it feels like a devs experiment. 
Like, let's be real. All of Cosmos to an outsider, if you just tried to explain it or get them to explore it, it feels like a bunch of nerdy devs still experimenting and playing around. There's no level of consistency, polish, unification, uh, guidance, like any of that really. In individual chains, sometimes there are some chains, communities, some D apps, they'll really excel with their documentation or their onboarding guides or whatever. And that's awesome. But there's nothing like that for the bigger picture, like all of Cosmos. And so that's sort of what we're trying to do. Um, and so real quickly, just to circle back to the incentives program. So if, if we pass governance proposals on any given chain to get funding, half of that funding is set aside uh, to basically pay out to community members that contribute uh, info to either the index or the resource hub uh, for that chain. So like territory uh, is on our list. If, if we pass governance proposal there, uh, Territory is a great example, actually, because it's sort of turning into a, like a general purpose ecosystem with a bunch of different things on it. So you as a passionate territory like community member could earn anywhere from a few bucks to like 50 um, doing any of the following. You could either write your own stuff, like go to uh, or like, let's say a new D app launches on territory. You could submit a new page into our index for that D app, as well as a bunch of writing for it um, and get paid by the word for that writing. Or um, you could update an existing article. So territory already has a page, but there's not much info there. Uh, so if you want to go and like add to that, supplement it, maybe correct errors you see, you could get paid uh, for doing that. Uh, if you are a content creator who does videos, articles, this sort of thing, you can submit any work that you've done in the past related to territory, ingest it into our system uh, for a very small payday. If you're, it's like $5 if you're submitting something you've already done. Or if you make new content on territory or anything built on it, so this could be NFT collections, D apps, um, and you upload that directly to Interchain Info, like exclusively, first thing, then you can get paid, uh, I think, like up to $50. Um, and so the idea here is not that we're like paying people to make content, because obviously like $50 for a good video is way under market rate. That's criminal. The idea is there are a lot of people out there already making content, and we just want to provide a way for them to get slightly compensated for it, as well as bring that content more exposure and put it in a more helpful place so that when people are researching territory, they have all this stuff easily linked together all in one place. And like, it, it's, it's just a whole different experience. Think about like how Wik Wikipedia and Google together kind of changed the internet. I'd say that the two single biggest things um, you could then argue like social media is like YouTube and Twitter and such came along. But uh, yeah, so we're kind of doing Google and Wikipedia uh, in one for Cosmos. Yeah, it's amazing. That's one of the reasons why um, initially when I found out what territory was that I, I got interested in it because, you know, like their vision was to bring all these different communities, whether they're NFTs, like they were calling uh, NFT communities, they were calling them tribes and, and bring them together where like, there's this play to earn mechanism and kind of like a hub for people to just interact with. And if they wanted to put bounties and connect all these different ecosystems, even outside of Cosmos, like myself, I mean, I, I, you know, I own a bunch of NFTs all throughout crypto. And my, and my end goal with that is not only because I'm, I like to be a collector, but 
to reach out to other communities because like you were saying earlier, you didn't see really a lot of familiar faces. A lot of the territory communities like from all over the place. And, you know, it's mainly more of like an NFT vibe. And like what I've found through like my NFT journey is that a lot of people, they don't really care what, what um, ecosystem it's on. I mean, yeah, they may have a preference and you may get some people that are like, I'm only buying Ethereum NFTs, but there's a lot of people like including myself where, if there's a cool community or if it's like a really good idea or if it's something more than just an NFT, uh, like the ones I usually buy, I try to get something that's more out of it, whether it's like a, a software company that's building, like the one I have now is called a Sappy Sill and the team is like software developers. They have like all these like me, it's called meme machine and you can go on there, connect your PFP or just put your number in. And there's like endless amounts of like memes and content that you can use for free just because you own the NFT. And that just kind of brings it back to them. It's like, okay, they got all this content and it's really cool. Like I have this little app where there's like a little sill above it and any, any person that owns that, um, that collection, you can see the little seal like above it. So, you know, it's someone from your community on Twitter, like there's just like cool things. And like, I think that's really like, NFTs are a really good way to like branch over and get people to kind of try stuff out that's maybe out of their comfort zone. And then, you, you know, you need the, the people there like yourselves and to try to like say, hey, this is how this stuff works and just mitigate this learning curve of like, you know, they're so used to say MetaMask or whatever. And, and I think Cosmos is getting better even with that, being able to kind of bring over other apps and or excuse me other wallets and things like that and um you know we're not there yet and like you were saying earlier i heard you say about like oh we're, you know how long is it till we stop saying we're so early or whatever well yeah i mean it's still a long way i mean even like ethereum right um which is more seasoned than all the other um blockchains it, it's still early for them i mean look they're going from proof of work to proof of stake and it's not i also Hoss, let me ask you, like, how do you think we should measure, like, maturity of the industry? Because I think what people do by default is, like, measure it by the tech, like, since Bitcoin was started or since Ethereum had its genesis block. But I think it's more so, like, you should judge it on the adoption. Like, out of all the people following me on Twitter right now, the people in this space right now, the people I interact with... I've learned that a lot of them have only gotten into crypto in the past, like one to three years. And so like by that metric, we're still very early and there's still an amazing amount of people that aren't involved with crypto at all or have false conceptions about it. So I, I almost don't know if thinking like the tech should be our time measurement. Is that helpful? Yeah. What, what are you? I thoughts? mean, I think it's a good way of thinking of it. Honestly, I think. I just think when COVID happened, that's ground zero for like when people got into it for the most part. You, you may get some earlier people, just like people were like finding out about Steve Jobs building computers in his, his garage. Like you'll always have those early, early people. But I mean, um, really, when COVID happened, that's when like a lot of growth started happening. Like you have all these different people in the ecosystems. You have all these different NFT communities because that's the first time it was like the, almost like a great reset of humanity where people had different times where they had to like pivot what they were doing. Like, hey, man, I just lost 
my job? Like, what am I going to do? And they just found different outlets and uh, crypto kind of was that little journey for them or that little spot to go to. So I almost look like, like, you know, when judge it by like when COVID happened. And for me, just looking at, I mean, you can go on map of zones and, and see how many different blockchains and how many different things you could do. And really, I mean, all this stuff was just ideas before. Now you can actually start doing things and we're nowhere near you know, we're not even at the like dirt surface We're we're underground still of what it can potentially be. And you have all these different techs being built out for scaling solutions and being able to do app chains, but also use other different um, positives of like, say, like AVAX and their subnets and all these different ecosystems and being able to take like, like what's so great about Cosmos is it's modular. So you can just like plug and chug parts and think of it as a car. You can always like put a different part, you know, okay, it came with this engine, but you can put a better engine in it. You can put a better exhaust system, you, you know? So like, I think we're extremely early. And then like, I know people, I think it's human nature in this space in general, is, uh, it tends to be, well, the people at least on the forefront, tweeting out, commenting, engaging, seems to be more of a younger generation. And they, they don't have the experience. It's just the, what it is. Like when I was at age two, I didn't have the experience. But you don't have the experience to see like tech or be involved with tech whenever tech was like a thing when it first started, really, and see how how long it took, you know, like. I mean, it doesn't seem that long ago for me, but like I remember literally getting like one of the first cell phones like, and, and seeing like just the cell phone. It, it took a long time, man, like to, to get a cell phone to where it is right now. And, and this has, and this is people that have like not only say endless resources, but a lot of resources to get this shit done. And like seeing like a cell phone from, you know, like let's just use like 1998 told now like that's a long time and, and time year and it, it it took a long time for just like the cell phone and like the tvs and pretty much any tech um i remember getting the first ipod you know it was this big ass brick that you put songs on it now you don't even need that your phone is that you know and like for for tech i mean i i look at it just like i just use like historical patterns I don't think it takes as long as that, like I said before, for the simple fact that now you have the whole entire world that has a smartphone, can get data, get information, can actually like find a, you know, cement a place in this. Before it was just all out West pretty much. It was just a bunch of nerds out on the West coast of America, really building all this tech. Like no one else in the world was building anything. It was all, you know, people out West. And now it's the whole world. Like you can be anywhere and, and, find find a way like you got singapore you got all these countries right like in my in my opinion really what's so fascinating about crypto is it's really not even americans anymore that you know like think about it if, if there was some I'm, I'm sure there's data out there but i would say more people in other countries use crypto than than americans do you know and uh, which is awesome in my opinion it's actually changing people's lives in, in third world countries or underdeveloped countries or wherever they're at and um so like to answer your question like it's hard to say. I I definitely don't compare it to like Ethereum or Bitcoin because it's it's foolish to do so. It's like, okay, well, if you want to do that, look at Ethereum then. What, what, what was it after one year or two years? Was it like anything, right? It was nothing. Same thing with Bitcoin. What was Bitcoin at the first couple of years? You couldn't do dick with it. You know, like what could you, you, you basically can't even do anything with it now. Like what, what can you really do with Bitcoin, right? Besides like store value and send value. That's it. It's not good for anything else. And I'm not trying to be a Bitcoin hater. I love Bitcoin. It was so revolutionary. It's funny that like even even today, there's certain 
many, many parts of the world where the easiest way to buy a Bitcoin with pizza would probably still be to send it to someone and have them just buy it with their card, like the famous Bitcoin pizza back on the forums. <laughs> like, it's it's crazy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can even look if, if people are so I think people are so like involved with price points. They're like, oh, man, I got in. You know, it sucks. Don't get me wrong. You got into like Juno when it was in the 30s and 40s, and that was your entry point. I mean, sadly, that's what a lot of retail human beings do. They wait till like they they they. they that's just like part of the process, though. It, if anyone spends more than a couple years in crypto and don't have a couple total flops of investments, even if it's short term ones that rebound, like if you don't go through that, you're you're not even in crypto. It's you're not, totally yeah. Normal. It's not even just crypto. You're just not in investing because like that's just how investing works. I mean. Like I was saying earlier, I don't freak out because I'm old enough to remember when all these huge, huge tech companies, these conglomerates that would go down 80 percent just like that. Like it would just happen because it was so early. Like, you know, Apple was was an idea at some time at some point and Google and like all these products, they were like just kind of like an idea at one point. And then they kind of started being able to do things, but like they just kept building and then they pivoted more into not just like a tech. It, it became like a brand, a fashion, it came everything. And I see that with like crypto, you, you have like, um, like we'll just use like NFTs, for example. There's some NFTs, uh, you know, not all of them, but some of them, they're literally a brand, a fashion. They're they're making deals with like real legitimate companies out there and becoming a part of like a an ecosystem within an ecosystem and you know it'll be gaming it'll be music it's going to be everything it does take time though you know and um unfortunately like in america it kind of pulls the strings a little bit more than other countries and and they're not and let's face it anyone that has a brain realizes that most people in, in power especially in america it's probably worldwide but especially in america where they're just, I mean, I hate to say, they're just really old and they don't understand it. And they don't, when people don't understand stuff, they get scared. And when they get scared, they're real hesitant. And when they're hesitant, they make bad decisions because they're comfortable. Like, I mean, I work with a lot of older people in real life and like I work on the computers all day long and anytime there's a new update or new, we're using new software, they, they just freaking panic and they get really pissed off and really like, depressed and miserable because they don't want to learn anything and i just feel like i'm probably gonna i I hope i'm not the same way but most people when they get to a certain age they're just like screw it i don't want to learn anymore i don't i don't want to know like you know how many people i've talked to that are like i'm like hey can you email me this or or, you know send me this document they don't want to do it they're like oh the email's a scam i'm gonna get hacked i don't do emails can i can i mail it to you i'm like yeah you can mail it to me i'll get i'll probably get it four or five days hopefully um, but you know, this could have been done right now in, in two minutes while I'm on a, on the phone with you, but they, they just don't want to. And, and sadly, there's a lot of people like I watched the state of the union address. I don't know how long ago that was. And it was like depressing looking at it, like everyone in the crowd, right? It was like all like your, your grandma and grandpa, you know, your grandmother and your grandfather, like they should just be hanging out, maybe playing some golf, being at the beach or whatever. Instead, they're like running the country. It's like, I, I'm 30, I'm about to be 37. I feel like I don't have that much energy to run the country, let alone being like 67, 70 years old. And those are the type of people that, that are making a lot of these decisions. So it's like sad. Like the, it's almost like, I hate to say it, but you know, eventually newer, fresh, younger minds get into like these powerful positions. And I do think you know, as pe- younger people do get in offices and political parties and, and you know, making more moves that it, it probably does 
kind of help out crypto as a whole. But for the time being, it's like we have so many um, forks in the road. So it's tough. Yep. Well put. Um, I don't know. Are we trying to wrap up at the top of the hour here? Yeah. I mean, I just kind of just shooting the shit. But so for anyone out there, um, definitely give Timmy a follow. Check out the website. You know, if you have any questions, you can always reach out to him. You can reach out to myself. You know, I always appreciate I say it all the time, though. I really, truly, I mean, I always appreciate people tuning in and listening to the recordings and whatnot, but I really do during like times like this when, I mean, it's honestly as like, a, I don't want to say I'm like a content creator, but I guess I am. It gets really boring whenever people aren't as engaged. I mean, I know it's just a part of it. It is what it is. It's just human nature. And, and all, to be honest with you, I don't really fault people that are just like, you know what? I was in crypto during this good run and I lost a lot of money. I'm just kind of got kind of tune out. So, you know, there's probably a lot of people that just like buy, they still have their tokens or like, I'm not going to sell. What's the point? I'm down whatever, 80%, 60%, whatever it is. So they're just like compounded, but they're like totally tuned out. But I really truly do appreciate the people that even if that's the case, which is unfortunate, like most of us we're we're not in the, in the green or whatever, but you're just like, I believe in this. I, I understand it. I do believe it's going to change the world and change the future. And you're like, this, this is the time to keep learning, growing and, and, and like doing things because to kind of like add to that, like you definitely people out there, you can, everyone has a skill set that can actually be, be in part of this. And what's great about Cosmos is it needs help with everything. And it's like a good thing too, for people that are like hungry to like maybe, potentially earn money in this space or like add value to the space you know it's a lot better than other ecosystems like like myself and timmy like if we probably at that same point in time didn't go into cosmos and we're like hey we're just going to go into like this other ecosystem that's well known and there's like all these people that have all this influence already we probably would be doing nothing in this space because it's just the face of reality like these people um you know you go in these other ecosystems they already have 300 400 500 followers and they're getting paid all this money and it's just like it's hard to it's not that we're competing with them but like cosmos is it is it's newer so like even even myself, you might be like, oh, he has he's doing this and all this other stuff, and Timmy's doing this, and I, there's so much help still needed. So if you, if that's something that you guys want to do, I mean, you can obviously bring value to our ecosystem. Yeah, no, that's like one of the beautiful parts of Cosmos, and I guess like the last thing I'd add there too is like I mentioned that what we're doing, we're kind of filling a gap, um, and that Cosmos is sort of extra decentralized and stuff like. I don't, I see it as somewhat purposeful. Like, I think that Cosmos, out of all of crypto, it's the ecosystem that most embodies sort of the core principles of Web3. And I do genuinely think it was started. And by it, I just mean kind of the whole interchain, like the development of the SDK and IBC, not specifically the hub or any one chain, but just this movement was started with the idea that all of those gaps would be filled by the community, by users that came in that had the skills needed to take on various roles, that had the passion to do so. Um, so it's not really that like what I'm doing is in any way uh, out of like spider frustration or or because like the ICF and all in bits have really failed or um, while that might be true in its own conversation, 
really, I just think this is like how the cosmos is meant to be. I think that all of the different pieces of the puzzle are going to come from the grassroots community, the people that use it every day, that that notice what needs to be done, and that can do it from a more bottom-up approach. Like, I think Cosmos picked the harder path out of the two, the other one being, uh, you know, have centralized figures at the top that can kind of run the chain and ecosystem like a business. I think Cosmos picked the harder of the two, but the one that has a better chance of succeeding long term, where if everything can be built from the ground up, then you have a much more stable foundation and you have a much more aligned or an ecosystem that's much more aligned with sort of the reasons blockchain got popular in the first place. Uh, We kind of have to remember, it's funny, there are some blockchain projects or Web3 type things that are so decentralized and like web two ish or sorry, that are so centralized and web two ish that you kind of start to wonder how they're even getting the blockchain hype. And I mean, the answer is just because the market is dumb enough that simply throwing the word web three or blockchain or whatever on your product can sometimes do wonders. Um, but not in the long term, right? Like, like the reason that anybody cares about Bitcoin or cryptos in the first place that needs to be respected and remembered. Uh, the whole decentralization and like trustless systems. Uh, yeah. And so that's kind of what we're here to do. We're like, we've noticed that's how Cosmos was built. So we're picking up that torch and we're like, we'll fill this gap with the help of the community. Like we certainly can't do this alone. It's actually the reason we are funding things the way we are. Um, it, it's way harder to like go off of just grants, community pool funds, and like private donations from you guys listening. But we think that what we're doing, especially with Interchain Info, only works if it is unbiased and beholden to no one but the community. So like we've actually had some potential investment offers for sizable figures. Um, And while we haven't like outright turned them down, our basic stance is like, we need to figure out a way you could give these to us as like a grant or in some type of investment where you aren't getting equity or control over what we produce out of it. Um, Not even necessarily because we don't like these potential partners, but because I I think it has the potential to corrupt what we're doing. Like Wikipedia, one of its beauties is that anybody can edit it. People hold each other accountable because they care about and value information as much as they do. And that's sort of what we need to like tap into. So that's that's where we're at. Um, This has been awesome, Haas. Uh, One unrelated thing I'd shout out is that uh, Spark IBC will be hosting a spaces in two hours with the Confio team. So a lot of people might have heard how they're like the main developers and maintainers for Cosmosm, which is the coding language we use to build smart contracts in the Cosmos. So pretty important. Uh, they recently announced a pause in operations due to a lack of funding. And like they are the core example of the type of effort we want to support and steward. They are the definition of like chain agnostic and beneficial to everyone. So we've been in chats with them. There's a couple funding plans that they're going to be moving forward with from community pools and such. Uh, There's already like a proposal on the forums you could check out, but we're going to be going over all that in the spaces later in two hours. So uh, I usually don't actually show my own stuff that much, but this one's just very important. And I hate it when I see Yeah, like I hate it when I see people come out against something 
only once it goes on chain when there's been discussion for it months prior in like signaling prop spaces. So like, please get this on your radar now. Come ask any questions you have, get all the info so that we can get these guys funded as soon as possible and they can keep doing their like really critical work. Yeah, I I reiterate the same sentiment. And that was that that whole point that it even got to this this point is what I mean about Cosmos needs to like substantially just improve with with taking care of the people that are like I said they're just devoting their time whether it's someone like Confia building out the actual and like the uh, code and and Cosmos and maintaining it or you know like people like yourself people like myself people that are just passing the torch and the knowledge because no regardless of like how awesome you know like let's say sunny or um you know people that are building the, the hub and all these other people like they just there's only so much time in the day that that they can handle that you can do and it all it is it's like one of the beautiful things of of cosmos is the communitarian approach but you know it also needs to be like where people don't have to go out of their way like i, I don't feel like confio should have to go out of the way and put something on chain it should just be like okay this this uh chain and that chain and this chain's using cosmosm these are the people building it like let's let's put something on chain um you know for them to get funded or like you know some of these places they already have a big pool like they shouldn't have to take some of the community pool to to do it and you know there i i think we'll get there um I definitely do. And I do believe I reiterate your point too about Cosmos is built out to last and, and be more censorship resistant than other chains because there's not like these entities that are just telling them what to do all the time. And probably regulatory resistant too. Like that's oh, yeah, one thing for, that I think gets lost sometimes in the conversation. But Cosmos yeah, is somewhat protected in that sense, I think. For sure. Like even using like the staking approach, like you really do need to stake in this because that's just this is how this ecosystem works. And for the most part, most of these chains have a significant amount of validators on like some chains, you know, like some chains are 40, 50 and, and like the top four out of those 50 are basically controlling everything. So, you know, that's really a dicey situation. And Cosmos is built. Um, more, I don't want to say for speed, but it's built for security and decentralization more than other ecosystems. So, you know, I think it's it is funny. It's built for it's built for speed, security, and decentralization, which I think actually confirms everything we've talked about today. Where Cosmos is built for the tech, not mm-hmm. the people. Like yeah. it's not a, it's not a friendly to use UX. I'm not talking UI, just user experience. It's not built for that. It's built for outstanding tech at the low level and then it's on people like us and ui developers and ux designers to take those pieces of the puzzle and craft something beautiful that you or i grandma could use without trouble but she'd still be able to reap the benefits blockchain provides and like we have a long way to get there but i think cosmos has the best chance of getting there yeah for sure but we'll we'll end on that like it's a good way of thinking it it's like you know you you get this lego set and it's up to us to build it like the box looks cool you know like that's what it's going to look like after you put it together but we have to put the pieces together and it truly does take all of us like other uh, some other ecosystems may say that but they don't mean it like we do need everyone <laughs> like it takes all of us and it's like we're like this team this huge team and we're we're as strong as our weakest link so you know we just need to keep improving on everything and try to try to always remember for those out there that 
this is all like kind of like this experiment. So stuff is going to fail. Stuff isn't going to work. Like everything osmosis does isn't going to be amazing. Um, everything, you know, Juno does isn't going to be amazing, but like, that's what it is. It's like, you find out, it's like the trial and error situation that we're in. And remember we're early, never to be over leveraged, keep learning, never give out your seed phrase. If you have, you, know, you just made, you just made me realize something actually with, with something you just said there, like, I've long heard the kind of theory that one reason uh, just kind of brain sucking things like TikTok and Netflix and these things have gotten so popular um, and also why people are so quick to get passionate and, and heated in debate over like trivial, unimportant stuff. Um, and the like psychological theory for that is that we live in an age where everything is so figured out. There really isn't much unknown. There isn't much room for experimenting. Like you're so comfortable um, that the primal part of your brain that proves like craves some kind of conflict, you're going to seek that out by wanting to yell at someone who has different political views than you on the internet. Like, because we no longer have to fight other people over food or like these more basic things. And so there's this, like need for exploration and like doing something new in a human brain that isn't very satiated in the modern age. And I think you just made me realize for me, that is why I fucking love crypto because it feels like the unknown. And there is so little of that that is accessible to the average person these days. The only other unknowns I can think of is like quantum physics and like crazy chemistry and stuff that I'm not going to be able to just jump in or understand or get involved with but crypto is this like daily life experiment and revolution that is just i think once you realize that your brain becomes obsessed with it because it craves the unknown as much as it's afraid of it like you said earlier it's weird it's this weird relationship oh it's amazing man that's that's like my journey in this space is I was at a point in my life with my my job and my finance and my accounting background, like almost nearly every single day was the same thing. And then when I got in this space, it's just more, you know, there's more adrenaline, there's more just drive. Like I'm an ex-athlete. I feel not not physically the same way, but like mentally that that's that place that I need to go to to like to always learn and grow and and like strive for is in this space if you really truly want it. And because there is so much uncertainty and new development and there's this unlimited amount of data and resources at your helm that so many other human beings on planet Earth have no clue about. And it's just amazing to be super early in this space. And I always came to the conclusion, and, and this is like what I'll end it on, is I came to the conclusion that I could either just keep doing what I was doing beforehand and just like maybe put a little time in this or really like go for it and put my mouth, you know, put my money where my mouth is and everything else. And at the end of the day, if it didn't work, at least I tried and like I gave it my all. And basically, I didn't just sit back and just keep getting screwed over. And I think crypto does right a lot of wrongs that this is this world has done dealt with for like thousands of years. And I do think it's a solution for like almost nearly every um, niche of life and every single whatever you want to call it in business and just every everything. So, you know, we're all at least trying. And at the end of the day, I guess I could be that guy that has to work until he's 70 and, and like pass away at one time afterwards but or i could have a lot of fun doing this maybe it leads to some sort of financial freedom in the future or whatever you know whatever the case is why you're in it but also just like that uncertainty is always amazing i mean that's just like what drives humans to do what they do and 
you know, I do think crypto is that next like revolution of it. And it's going to be amazing to be a part of it. It is already. And, you know, I wish I could tell the future of how it would be. And I do think, you know, Cosmos will be an integral part of crypto if it does succeed in the long run. Like there's no doubt about it, in my opinion, that it, it, this technology is built now and for the future. And um, yeah, so just shout out to everyone that's kind of seeing that same vision uh, and appreciate everyone that tuned in. Timmy, this is amazing. I know I can talk to you for another hour or whatnot, but you know, to be respectful of your time, everyone else is, I just wanted to thank you for your time. So I hope you have a good day. And if you have any last thoughts, cheers, buddy. No, this isn't great, man. I guess maybe my closing thought would be, you just mentioned like going after financial freedom. Um, remember that, yeah, you could get that from getting rich on a crypto investment, but never forget the old saying, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Um, so that's another avenue crypto can provide financial freedom. Maybe you do work a job till you're 70, but it's something you're passionate and love. And are you really working then? Like, yeah, it's been awesome, Haas. I appreciate having me on and we'll definitely have to do it again. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the Territory Builders podcast, episode one, featuring Tendermint Timmy from Spark IBC and Interchain Info and Joe Chain and that purple Dow thing. Uh, hosted by Cosmos Haas. Recorded on Monday, February 13th, 2023. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support now. Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay. Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way. Resuscitating major players in the waiting room. Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools. Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom. Slayed a few in my early years, often hit the shroom. Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news to let us know what we should believe as the latest truth. Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio. Trying to keep it well lit like filming a movie role Sorting through support from your endorsements Of course we're tripping balls, handed reports in The latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Big thinking energy always gets the best of me When I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes Gotta mix and match, flip the latch, letting rhythm scratch No shit, spitting facts with my vision smashed Big trip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch Better let the missus know where you hit the stash Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise Chastised into digging holes in the back nine the latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of peck heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner finger, licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two
Tim Spaces.